We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Monday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. It is preseason camp week. Ole Miss kicking things off, literally, on Wednesday. We'll meet with uh, Kiffin, players. We'll see practice. All that. Finally here, about 49 hours away, something like that, as we hit the record button here with you this morning. So a good bit of football today, some other assorted topics as well for a, uh, a big week. Big week coming up here on the podcast, the site at rebelgrove.com, Juice Fest in the rearview mirror. So all those things and more coming up. Is it bad I just called it Ole Miss's recruiting weekend just over and over? Did you? I did. You I, having a hard time with Juice Fest? I mean, I, I have nothing against the dog at all. I mean, he's a he's a lovely Labrador retriever. I, I just, I don't. I just called it the recruiting weekend. I just like, is it Juice Fest? Is it two words? Is it the capital F with no You're space? Like that with monikers in general, a little bit. Yeah, it's not necessarily even about this. It's all. It's 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 it, it's a lot of things. Yeah, it's like the whole fall camp. It ain't nothing fall right now. <laughs> it's a hundred and nine. I mean, outside. I got out yesterday. It rained a little early yesterday morning, and so my run got pushed back a little bit because I don't like running on wet asphalt. Oh, okay. Because you can slip and get hurt. Sure. And um, so I, I didn't get started till about nine thirty, and at the one hour mark, I mean, I'm embarrassed to admit this out loud. I'm in fairly decent shape. I've at this point been running an hour nonstop, and I'm completely soaked. And all of a sudden, the chills hit. And oh, the really? nausea hit out of the blue. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, out of the blue. Boom. And there was a neighbor up the street who had his water hose out. And I was like, hey, can I please? Oh. And he was like, I can get you some water. I said, no, just give me the hose. Just but wasn't that hose 109 degrees? No, the was, water? The water was cold. Oh, was it really? He was out watering. Okay. So he'd been running for so a second. I, I mean, I drank out of the hose and then Did you? poured it all over me, took my shirt off to try to like and cool then, down. Yeah. And, it was four o'clock yesterday before I, I felt like I was oh, recovered. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. So the, the whole fall. It's there's nothing fall about early late July, early August in North Mississippi. There's just nothing fall about it. I refuse to call it fall camp. I'll call it preseason camp, 
but I'm not calling it fall camp. Yeah, I mean, you obviously can go in your side yard and have the same situation, but we had a, uh, a pool party yesterday for Carly Ann's class going into the school year, and it was essentially bath water. I mean, it, it is oh, yeah. so hot right now from a water standpoint that like, one of the parents was like, really, you ought to get everybody to bring their ice chest out and just pour it into the pool to try to cool it down just a touch. I mean, you could, you could easily lounge in there as a bath. I wondered yesterday how many bags of ice I would have to buy to cool everything to cool down. the pool down to make it where it didn't feel like bath water. Yeah. My guess was like a hundred. A hundred. A hundred bags of ice. Yeah, a long way from May when we're going, God, if it would just warm up and the water would get a little warmer and make the make this okay for the pool. Anyway, we'll continue uh on first to be about the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Lunch specials coming to town. This weekend, take advantage, fill up on the way in town, way out of town, do uh, dinner tonight, ribs, chicken, hot case, a lot of options for you there. Again, call ahead. They'll have it ready to go. They'll wrap it up. Wet or dry ribs, side items, desserts, plenty of things available there at the Oxford Exxon, Donuts and Brookhaven and Clinton at those two locations. It'll be statewide here uh, fairly soon as well. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, 662-257-1900. Did you, um, <clears throat> you get take an element or something at least? I mean, some, get some potassium oh, in yeah, or something. Yeah. Try I, to, I, I, did okay. an, I did an element. Uh, Drank a uh, Gatorade Zero. Okay. Jumped in the pool. Yeah. It was, I mean, you can see how fast it can happen, though. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had just kept running five more minutes, I probably would have been in trouble. Did you um, Did you watch the video on the site from the, uh, the Tennessee Instant Analysis uh, from I, 2014? No. God, no. You should. You look very similar. Um, it was credit to you. They mentioned this in the thread, and you mentioned running, which is what put this on my mind. This wasn't necessarily where I was starting the show today. But I, when I go back and watch all those instant analysis, I, I, I see my weight fluctuation of like 20 pounds up and down the seasons over the last like 15 years. You look pretty much the same as nine years ago. I'm trying to remember what I weighed back then. You're a little leaner now for sure. Yeah. But I mean, you're definitely not where I mean, like, it's it's been a positive nine years for you, and your face and stuff looks almost completely the same. I would guess I was still over two hundred. Oh yeah. At I, you're you're leaner now, don't yeah. get me wrong. Plus you're in like a zip, quarter zip and oh, winter yeah, yeah, yeah. too. It's like late October. I don't even remember that game. No no recollection. That's of the that one game at all. uh where Tennessee had negative rushing yards. It was like thirty one to three. It was the week after your first marathon. Because Jeffrey and I had gone to A and M to cover. Oh, okay, we had gone to A and M to cover A and M, and it was the next week, I think, because Ole Miss went to whatever and O that was that week. Okay, that's probably why I don't remember it. Yeah, it was like because I think it was Alabama, A and M, Tennessee that season. I think that was the order. Yeah, I remember Alabama obviously, and I remember, I remember watching the A and M game, and I couldn't sleep, so I stayed up and wrote. I, I don't remember. Isn't that funny? I don't. I don't really remember anything about Tennessee. Oh really? Yeah, literally like nothing. It's like thirty-four to three, thirty-one to three. Wes Rucker was very upset. Um, <laughs> his his thing that he held on to was that the kid for Tennessee, Derek Barnett, maybe the defensive end, dominated Tunzel on the day. That was his his heel. He decided to die on for the evening. <laughs> I just don't uh, remember. So that. that yeah, that was the 
that was the that was the day. That <laughs> was the week. I, I can say that I remember Laramie's career and nobody ever dominated him. Carl Lawson had a really good day against He him. did have a good day. He did. I had a hell of a day. Carl Lawson's him. a hell of a good player. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, because that was the week after when we were you, – you weren't there. You weren't here for this. We were in College Station, and Laramie was available to the media. We were talking to him, and this one guy just kept asking him all these Miles Garrett questions, and he wouldn't say anything bad, but his eyes were pointing like, come on, dude. You, you saw that. Like, no, 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 no. I had a day, okay? Yeah. I had a day. That's what happened. It's, it's, it's all good. But he never would say a word, but his eyes were going, no, 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 no. I, I, I got him tonight. It was it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching that. Miles Garrett was a non-factor. There aren't too many nights in his career when Miles Garrett was a non-factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, almost trucked him that night. That was a that was a strange atmosphere. That was a it was a weird night. Almost dominated throughout, and that was a really good team. That that, that team lost to well LSU was the next week. Okay, and then they had the Auburn Treadwell thing. Right, right. And then they went to Arkansas the abomination in Fayetteville right. after all that. Right. Yeah, it was those three. It was nine and three. Um, yeah, it was nine and three on the season. And then the Peach Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I remember the Peach. We're Bowl. We're not going to count the Peach Bowl. I, at this I point. remember the Peach Bowl. You know what's funny about that is the only two things I remember the most from the Peach Bowl are just being sick once Larry me got hurt that right. took over everything and i felt awful for whatever that was going to be because at that point we don't know just how bad it is we think sure. career potentially issues sure and then two jeffrey swiping through tinder and just completely mentally abusing the poor tcu <laughs> student worker that was on the bus with us going to the go-kart track as jeffrey was swiping left and right through the uh through the app i remember that and i remember the whole 40 thing during the game when he's oh you t- mind your beat when he's doing the snarky thing about replacing him up with who with yeah. what i mean <laughs> you're gonna bench bo wallace in his last game yeah. embarrass him to do to, to do what yeah so that Devonte kincaid can get some snaps i mean what, what what's the what's the motivation here yeah Mind your beat. And I'm like, that's precisely what yeah, I'm doing. That, that, 100%. I'm correcting you. Don't you have a circle jerk to go to later today? Go ahead and get started. He was getting, and he always got protected by somebody during all those. Oh, for sure. And, and then he got his feelings hurt. Yeah. He did call the principal occasionally. He did. He, well, he called him that day because the yeah. principal told me to cease and desist. <laughs> and I can say this. It's the principal is no longer the principal. The principal was being a big puss that morning. God forbid you stand up for somebody who's actually making you money as opposed to someone who's just draining it from you. Yeah. But nonetheless. <laughs> oh, that's where we are today. So anyway, it's all good. We got through that cult, that, that hard opening there pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, was, that was not bad. I, uh, do you know that Saturday was the uh, 25th anniversary of Cocktail coming out in theaters. I did uh, not know it was that. 25 years ago. I, I, it's when your systems know you too well. As I turned on Hulu last night, it's the first time I had turned on my cable or anything all weekend. And what popped up was Cocktail, and it was said, play now. And I went, how? how? How did we get here where you got the algorithm to go? I, and you know, I went, you know what? Okay. So I'll hit it. And I watched like 45 minutes, and I went... I get that it's a popcorn flick and I have this sentimentality to it, but by God, it's a terrible movie. It's awful. I mean, I literally watched like 45 minutes and went, what am I doing? It is incredible how much your device knows about you. And so the people who know about your device, they pretty much know you. It's 
They'll give you exactly it's, what you're potentially little, looking for that it's day. It's a little frightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, Let's see. What do you want to do? You want to do football or you want to do recruiting? What do you want to do? Uh, either first? way. Whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm good. I'm, um, I'm, let's I'm leave through this roll. first. We'll do this. I've got uh, I've got some got some stuff, some musings here coming up on the show, but we'll we'll start football. Um, Juice Fest was mentioned. Almost as football recruiting weekend going on. Uh, take me through it a little bit. I saw last night Chris Graves jumps in. He did visit over the weekend. The Miami uh, corner who um, jumped in the transfer portal too late, so he, he needs a tra- transfer eligibility waiver to be able to play immediately. He has four years of eligibility remaining. Um, really long guy, a ton of athleticism, someone who uh, was a four-star out of high school. He was a wide receiver who transferred over to the cornerback side kind of late in his high school career, so still technically some some work to be done there. Um, but other than Graves, uh, what came with the weekend? Well, they got the kid from Clemson, too. Um, T.J. Dudley. T.J. Dudley. So, yep. Two guys who visited over the weekend. I, I was aware of Dudley. I was not aware of Graves, full disclosure. Um, who were dismissed, basically, from their programs. One year in. Um, for different reasons, I think. Um, but they both were dismissed. Which, in the past, honestly, has been a bit of a warning sign, right? I mean, if you dismiss a really talented player less than a year in you're you're simply saying hey not for us at least not worth it um i think it tells you a lot those two guys about the price of business right now Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can acquire those guys at this point at a discounted rate you're 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 buying low and hoping that, uh, that that you get a lot of value it's it's almost a way of saying, hey, we, we couldn't have afforded these guys when they were at peak market value, but now they're not. It's no certainty that either of them will be able to play this year. There's various levels of optimism regarding Dudley. I'm not sure about Graves. You, you wrote last night that they feel good about it. Yeah, Ole Miss thinks that there's a better than 50% chance of him getting a transfer. Yes. I don't know. Beat, again, beat yeah. me. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, there, there are people... At Ole Miss, who feel confident that Dudley will get a, tr- a waiver, there are people there who are uh, are pessimistic regarding his waiver, but that still feel one way or the other. It's worth it because you're getting you're getting high level players that can come in and and um, and potentially impact your program down the road. And and listen, there's a school of thought. I'm not sure I buy it because I don't think it's Lane Kiffin's nature. But there's a school of thought that there, there's still a everything that's being done right now is with an eye on 2024 when you have. A twelve-team playoff and and a a different landscape for college football this year. It's still a four-team playoff, and Ole Miss's odds of making the, the the college football playoff are not particularly good, at least in my opinion. Um, others very clearly disagree. Um, so that you know that's that's uh, that's part of it. And then you know they had a lot of their commitments come in. Um, Joe Cryer decommitted. It appears that his commitment to LSU is pretty imminent. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Deuce Knight was here. Um, he said he's going to announce something soon. He's a 2025 kid. Um, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee. I, I, I didn't get, I didn't get the warm fuzzies on him as it pertains to what he might do. Uh, Trey Petty was here. He's committed to Illinois. Uh, he said that the Ole Miss had always told him if Demond Williams decommitted that or something happened there that they would be moved would move on him they have offered him so he was here 
He's a priority for Illinois. Um, and then there were some other guys that were that were there. I wrote a good bit of recruiting. There's some recruiting in 10 Weekend Thoughts, which is up on the site. Um, you know, I mean, all in all, it was pretty much around the country. Everybody had a weekend, and, and I, I thought Ole, Miss, Ole Miss's turnout was pretty good. Uh, let's see who that Noriel White was here. Uh, he was he went to Oxford on Friday. He went to Fayetteville on Saturday. I have no idea how things shaked out. What's with your him. guess there when it comes down to it? Flip a coin. That's been the weirdest of the year. I mean, I think he likes both programs, and he likes the coaches at both programs who are recruiting him. Um, you know, he's yet to do the decommit thing, which I think everyone is kind of waiting on. I mean, if, if you made me bet, I guess, I don't know. I I couldn't. I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't bet. It could go either way. You don't want to take a shot there? You know, um, he wants to play wide receiver. Arkansas was initially recruiting him as a DB. They have subsequently told him, hey, if you want to play wide receiver, we want you bad enough. We'll let you play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss is recruiting him as a wide receiver. So we'll see. It could still be going on for a while. It doesn't have yeah, to be over I mean, anytime soon. It's conceivable. It's an NIL thing. I don't know. It didn't it didn't sound like it. And no. based on my antenna has not gone up in that way with that one. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes I have a, it does. I feel like I have a decent grasp on the general recruiting philosophy for most of the programs in the SEC. And the best I can tell, at least to this point, Arkansas's one that is somewhat conservative slash cautious as it pertains to NIL for high school players. They're more interested in, in using NIL for retention than acquisition. Staying on the topic of these, uh, these weekends, did you see the picture that came out from uh, Michigan's uh, barbecue at the big house over the weekend? The picture of food? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see this? I did. Okay, so a couple thoughts. It didn't look like anybody had fired up a barbecue. Well, okay, that's that's number one, is yeah. that you're competing for national titles with the teams in the South because they seem to always win these things. And in the South, barbecue pertains to you were doing brisket or slow cooking or doing something like that. You're not having a cookout. There is a difference. You are grilling or you're having a cookout. If you are doing some of the things on the plate, although honestly, you're not doing either of them if you're serving Cisco chicken tenders um, or whatever store frozen bag the chicken tenders came out of. So, recruited Michigan over the weekend again. They call it barbecue at the big house. I didn't make the name up. They did right, which implies that hey, oh, I'm expecting pulled porks and briskets and sausages and if you tell whole, me that if you tell me that we're hey, having a barbecue, we're having a barbecue. Yes, I'm, my anticipation when I arrive is that there's going to be smoke. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whether it's because you fired up the grill and you're having a grill and you're calling it a barbecue, or because you're Which is sm- still in proper form, form, but okay, or you're smoking meat. But I'm anticipating the plate is a hot dog that would make a school lunch throw up. It is chicken tenders that look every bit like you would expect a frozen chicken tender. Not even like the good frozen it's chicken tenders. It's a hot dog that got boiled. 100%. And it's a chicken tender that got warmed up in a microwave. I mean, it looks... The chicken tender looks awful. They didn't even put that thing in an air fryer. 
I mean, it looks worse than the the brisket or whatever Lincoln Riley did when he burnt the whole thing a couple of years ago when the, he was the most egregious thing on that plate, if I'm recalling it correctly, though, is the macaroni and cheese. It looks like they didn't even they didn't even go get the craft macaroni and cheese where you pour in the powdered processed cheese and you stir it up and it kind of becomes something. It looks like they just got the pre-made glop and just warmed it up in a microwave. And then very much a truck issued chocolate chip cookie that came off some production line somewhere. Yeah. It I mean nothing says we really want you. We want you to enjoy the barbecue than a boiled hot dog. Am I crazy for saying this matters? There's an attention to detail to this that matters. I I, I don't care. I would think. I I, I am selling on Michigan a little more as a program right now because of this. It's not that hard to fire up a grill and do some hot dogs and hamburgers or whatever it is you decide to do. If you're mowing in on this, when you're talking about your recruits and your biggest weekend of the year, what else are you mowing in on? I I mean, Harbaugh's in a weird spot right now. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm out. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out on the Wolverines. I can't. I can't sit here and tell you that I think you're overreacting. I'm. I'm, I'm trying to come up with maybe there's some. Maybe there's some rule that you can't do that food has to be worth a certain. I, I don't in know. a microwave. Nobody said the food had to be worth more. It had to be cooked differently. I mean, surely they have an oven. It's all it would take, right? And you're serving. Hot dogs? Why? I mean, it... now look, I'm picky about hot dogs. So no, I, 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 so I, I get I, it. I realize that most people aren't, but like the chicken tender looks cold, and the the macaroni, the cheese is not melted; it's just glopped. I've had better chicken tenders in press boxes before at games. And they're not trying to woo me to their school as a top-rated recruit. Yeah. They're fulfilling of obligation. Yeah. Uh, no, the macaroni is horrid. Yeah, I mean, you would not eat that. No. I would, no way. No. I'll, I'll give them a pass on the cookie because who cares? Yeah, I don't care Whatever. Just don't call it a barbecue even. Right, right, right. Do anything else. Hey, we're just having a recruiting event. Big event at the big house. Cool. Yeah. And there's food. There's food. Not, hey... Here, the food is what's bringing us together. Right. Around the table, let's break the bread. Ooh. No. Yeah. That's, it's, it's gross. You know, I, I get NIL matters more. I understand that. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's overcomable for sure. Yeah, they're not going, hey, you know what? They offered me $175,000, but the macaroni sucked. And it might be their way of saying, hey, we're not going to waste money on crap. We're going to give you the money. I, I don't know. Beats me. I don't know whether there's rules on how much you can spend on these things. I'm sure there's some sort of rule. And if kids are there on an unofficial visit, they have to pay for their own meal, right? They do. So maybe you don't want to serve up an expensive meal that would have to be. Maybe you can. Again, do, it's the. Maybe you it's do the something preparation, like, though. I get it. I'm just saying maybe. Boiling you, a pot of water and firing up the grill does not change the price of the hot dog. Oh, that's true. At all. No, that's true. Maybe they don't grill hot dogs in Michigan. I don't know. I've only been to Michigan a couple of times for very brief periods. Really good mac and cheese is really, really good. You can have a lot of average macaroni and cheese that just sort of. Yeah. Eh. I mean, the point is, 
is if you just want passable mac and cheese, you can buy the craft mac and cheese where you the pour, shells and cheese is more than sufficient where you pour for, the milk and yeah, the sure. butter and the and the processed cheese and, and you stir. Sure, I mean, you can make that hundred percent. You can make that passable. Sure, I'm I'm just telling you. I between this and Harbaugh, I see in. Some Michigan people were all uh, frustrated by Bud Elliott has that blue chip ranking on what teams technically can win national titles. Michigan does not meet the uh, the recruiting requirement to that. They were upset. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm all I'm I'm selling on the Wolverines. I'm out. Yeah, I picked Ohio State to win the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just because Michigan did it last year doesn't mean they're doing it again this year. No, no, no. Because we're not, probably not picking TCU to finish second. So. Did the same thing with Michigan. No, too. I had uh, I TCU like third or fourth in the Big Twelve. Did you really? Yeah. Who did you have one in the Big Twelve? Um, uh, who did I have? Did I have Kansas State mm-hmm. or Texas? I can't remember. I don't. It's know. been a minute. I have to go back and look. Okay. We'll soldier on, but first, uh, might be the end of July, headed into August, but Heavenly Sunshine has Christmas on their mind to kick off Christmas in July. They're excited to announce Holiday Lights by Heavenly Sunshine. Well, they know Christmas lights are beautiful. It can be a lot of work. Let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you with a full service and installation plan. They'll install, take down, and store the lights. They'll use commercially grade LED lights and 100% customizable to your home or business. And they'll take care of the lights and take while you take care of the gifts. So book your free estimate before August 31st. You mentioned MPW 10. For 10% off, they've been serving the Mid-South over four decades. That includes Oxford. They also do residential property maintenance, including power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Again, that's heavenlysunshine.com, 662-342-1203. Uh, we're also brought to you by uh, our friends at um, Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey is partnered with the Grove Collective. We'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey and Hillco Insurance um, can be reached at 214-715-7247 or uh, via email at dferris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. We're uh, also brought to you by A-Stock. It's a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at $1, uh, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K.B-I-D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, some in Indiana, and many more coming soon that uh, offer local pickups, so don't miss out. The College Corner is coming to Oxford this fall. Their newest location will be in the Oxford Commons right off Sisk Avenue. They'll have more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear, plenty of parking available. The staff's going to get you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. It's opening in mid-August. You can also check out their uh, website, collegecornerstore.com. I told you about 10 Weekend Thoughts. That's brought to you by Game Changer Patches. Game Changer, the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. 
The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next place. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, everything from the uh, signature seasoning, kind of a garlic flavor, one of my favorites, as well as New Orleans-style barbecue. Got the full meals in a bag. They got the simply shrimp you can flavor your uh, self, and they're available in Rouse's markets as well. So if you got one of those close, stop in, pick it up. But if not, we will help you out. Get it shipped straight to your door. Ten minutes freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. It's a New Orleans-based company that gives you restaurant quality shrimp in an easy to uh, use package. Use code RG for twenty five percent off. You buy five pouches or more, so get a lot of your favorites or try the many different flavors Prime Shrimp offers. Again, that's code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. I was just on the board this morning, hearing more about Tulane than any other game um, this season. Which you are, yeah, huh? Uh, I don't know why. I it. Well, you run with some New Orleans people. I, I do, and maybe that's some of it. But even yesterday, I had a couple people mention it to me. A few days before that, I had a couple people mention it to me. If somebody's just kind of shooting the breeze and talking about the season, I hear more about Tulane than any other game. Um, I don't know if it's because it's week two. It's the first one. It's kind of first road trip. Maybe we're doing in some sort of order from that standpoint. And I know Tulane's coming off the the win last year in the Cotton Bowl over USC. Um, Michael Pratt's back for his 19th season at quarterback for the Green Wave. They, 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 they've got a lot of optimism. It's going to be there in Uptown on their, uh, on their campus, which mm-hmm. is something that they're really excited about. Again, Ole Miss fans, it is not in the Dome. Prepare accordingly for heat and ticket availability, both. Um, I guess Ole Miss will be a little acclimated after that bizarre 1 o'clock kick against Mercer the week before. Um, but nonetheless, I, it's a lot of, hey, can Ole Miss lose the game is the question I keep getting. And as as I wrote this morning, there's a difference in can Ole Miss lose and do you expect Ole Miss to lose? Those are two totally different things. Be careful. The last time I talked about a losable <laughs> game, I got fired. Okay, fair enough. Any game in the SEC or Tulane is losable. If everything just goes to hell in a handbasket, you can lose game. So, like that's that's not that's not sure. Is there a scenario where Tulane wins the game? Yeah, sure. Of course. In my mind, it's pretty far fetched. But but you can throw five picks and you can fumble three times and you can have a blocked punt and it can be that day where everything just goes to hell. Well, I mean, so here's the here's the comparison. Yeah, sure. The Mercer game is not losable. It is not. The ULM game is not losable. No, no, no. So, yes, Tulane is on the losable. It is their most it's losable, losable non-conference game. It's more losable than Georgia Tech. Yeah, it's, it's not, on the road. I yeah, I would uh, pr- yeah, probably I mean, so. we can probably semantics so. that, sure. but whatever. I would argue that I would, we might need that topic later, but Georgia sure. Tech might have more pl- might have more better players than They probably Tulane. do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But they have a worse quarterback. Speaking of, I'm really kind of curious how Jeff Banks does out of that system at Georgia Tech um, this year. Oh, um, yeah. just just random thing there. I actually don't think he's a bad quarterback. Um, I don't know why I thought about that, but I just kind of did. Whatever, no big deal. Um, isn't it Jeff Banks? Isn't that his name? Do I have the wrong? Uh, uh, I, th- I, th- I don't know. Is it not Jeff? Anyway, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The quarterback of the Georgia Tech last year is no longer there. I just find it interesting. Speaking of uh, former Georgia Tech, former Georgia Tech coach Jeff Collins was on McCready and Siski on oh. Thursday. He was really, really good. If you are looking for something to watch, we'll have another show today. But that show was—he was really entertaining. Go ahead, sorry. What y'all talk about? 
Uh, we did SEC East. We talked about his coaching career. We talked about the Egg Bowl, um, Florida, just stuff. Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims, not Banks. Jeff Sims. Yeah. He's now at Nebraska. Oh, okay. So that's, that's an interesting spot for me. I don't know. I just find him kind of fascinating. Anyway, I, no, look, Tulane, we are, we're doing a couple things. We're really building up the people who are really worried about this game. You're building up that win over USC. And look, it was cool when it was a neat day and I was pulling for the wave and all that stuff. Yeah. They were down 15 with like five minutes to go. And everything went crazy and they had a couple huge plays and it's a bowl game. USC doesn't really care and it gets mm-hmm. sideways there and that. I mean, I think we're doing it in some ways with Ole Miss. If they have a really good season, you'll look back and go, eh, put a lot on that Texas Tech game. That eh. It was played like a video game a little bit. Hey, you put a lot on Texas Tech. I think you put a lot on the Egg Bowl. Put a lot on the the Arkansas game, the second half of LSU. I mean, you could argue Ole Miss's biggest win last season was Troy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could and you could and before anybody loses their mind, I think you could do this with fifty percent of the teams in the country and maybe more. Yeah, sure. Where you pick apart their season and go, well, you know, it could have been different if this and this. It was what it was. You can do that with any game that's inside 17 points, frankly. I mean, last year, the smart money on Ole Miss was on 8-4, and four, and they went 8-4. and four. Yeah. That's what Siski said the other day, and I thought it made a lot of sense. He goes, "We can you, you can do this season prediction thing and get pretty close, but you can pick game by game and be wrong like seven times. Well, yeah. And still get the right well, season thing. Here, I picked 8-4. and four. I thought Ole Miss would lose to Kentucky. I thought Ole Miss would lose to Texas A&M. I thought Ole Miss would beat Arkansas, and I thought Ole Miss would beat Mississippi State. I got four games wrong and still got it right. So we're overvaluing the game a little, and then Tajay Spears is gone, and he was mm-hmm. by far the best player. Yeah, he was a beast. He was drafted in the third round by the Titans, good mm-hmm. player. Um, dominated some games for them. He also had no real backup. I looked it up this morning, and his backup only had, I don't know, something like 140-something snaps on the season or something. I mean, it was very, very low. He was that team from an offensive standpoint along with Pratt. Yeah. There, you don't just replace that, especially in the American where it's harder to get guys. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hot. Depth's going to get – it's just a lot there where – the money line, Grind said maybe it's plus 500 on Tulane. I mean, look, if you're going to bet money line, sure, throw a 20 down on the 5-1. to one. Sure. But the question is, does Ole Miss cover like 12 and a half? My guess? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think it's somewhere between a 12 and a 15-point game. Yeah, I think it's a Where it's, it's Ole Miss never really thinking they're losing, but kind of going, ah, oh, this is, this, eh. Well, here's the other thing is Tulane's got a real test in week one. South Isle, huge game for them. Ole Miss has a vanilla cupcake. Yeah. So, you know, one team's going to be a little more rested than sure. the other. And Yeah, uh, they've got to – look, Tulane has got to use a lot of emotional energy in week one. That's a big game for them. Sure. It's very lose, losable. Very losable. Not a conference game for them, yeah, so the, but whatever, a, but, but, but a big game. But a big game. And um, South Alabama will be geeked up for that opportunity as well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't – in all my, I did best case, worst case, and all that. I, I never put Tulane as a as an he, L. I do think you have some opportunity to make some money that day because look, it could be wrong. Vegas, those buildings are built with cash. I mean, they're, they they don't lose much. But I have a hunch Tulane's going to be a little overvalued. 
Mm-hmm. I think you can get an early line, especially if they happen to win that week one game. I think Ole Miss might even be like a five-and-a-half-point favorite oh, or God. something. I might break every rule of mine and bet that. I mean, I think Ole- I'll be a little shocked if, if Tulane's one and oh, I'll be a little blown away if that line is over 10. I think that line's like six, seven, oh, somewhere in there. That's free money because I think it's a 17 to 21 point really? game. Yeah. Yeah. On the list of games that if I'm an <laughs> Ole Miss fan, worry me, that's not on it. Just not on it. Because look, if they lose to Tulane, they got big problems. Well, yeah. And that was, that was my whole point with, hey, what, what games are you really interested in? Auburn, Arkansas. Because to get where you're going, you got to win those football games. That's what I wrote about in Ten Thoughts. It's, period. It's, it's Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. To me, those are the four swing games. Those are the games that tell me what the record is in those four games, and I'll probably give you a pretty damn good idea of what they are. Because I think the season can be broken into three categories. Okay, You've got three games against teams that are arguably, at least to some, whatever. I mean, you're never going to get anybody to agree on everything about college football. But LSU, Alabama, and Georgia are all, if you made a list of teams that, hey, who are the teams we think could make the playoffs this year? All three of those teams are making the list. Is that fair? 100%, yeah. Okay. Then you have the four non-league games and Vanderbilt as five games that I don't, foresee a scenario in which Ole Miss loses any of those games. So that's eight games. And then you have the four games that I just referenced, Arkansas, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State. I think it's in that order that Ole Miss plays those games where you can make a very rational argument for those games being toss-ups. Sure. Um, I, I wrote about this in 10 Thoughts. A few people got it. Thank you, Charger Rebel. I appreciate you. Uh, a few people didn't, but historically, um, it's right here. Hold on, but let me turn. What are we doing? So I pulled this up. I did the list. Okay. I, went, I went back to 2012. It was Hugh Freeze's first year. I think it was A and M's first year in the league. Ole Miss has never won all four of those games in one year. They've never lost all four of those games in one year, but they've never won all four. So. If you think Ole Miss is getting to even nine and three, mm-hmm. if you think they're getting to ten and two, you think two things: one, they're winning one of those three games against the big boys, and they're beating everybody else. And then you're winning all four of those games, breaking a precedent that that you've never done before. That was the point of the exercise. It wasn't to strip hope from from you. It was to point out that to get to that number. Which you is have a, to do something that historically has not been done. You, yes, you have to break historical precedent. Doesn't mean you won't. Just means that it would it would be out of the out of the recent norm, going back eleven seasons. That was the point of the exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, to further it, in the last eleven years, Ole Miss is five and six against Arkansas, three and eight against Auburn, six and five against State, and five and five against Texas A and M. The twenty twenty game wasn't played, so yeah. you know none of those are dominant records. And so, to assume that you're going to win all four of those games, you you have to really believe in that team. It's why if you're doing smart money rationally on what do you think. Ole Miss's record is. 
And they went they went three and one in twenty one. They went three and one three different times. Okay. They went two and two two times. Okay, so what were the three and ones? So it was twenty one when they lost to Auburn when Corral got hurt. That's correct. Okay. Uh they went three and one in twenty twelve, Hughes first year. Losing to A and M on that last play. That's correct. Okay. They went one and three in twenty thirteen. Yep. Two and two in twenty fourteen. Yep. Three and one in twenty fifteen. Which is the Brandon Allen game. Uh one and three in twenty sixteen. Okay. That that's good enough. Okay. The, we, we got through the three and ones. Yeah. So in all three of those, they had an extenuating circumstance why they didn't go four and oh. So sure. I mean, whatever. Sure. But yes. at the same time, yeah. haven't done it. Yeah. That that is crazy how close in those different ways that was. Yeah. Those were oh. real you know. Good teams. The 2012 team played above its head pretty much the whole year. That 2012 A&M game, that might have been the most upset I've ever seen the message board, which is a comment that I understand the gravity to that. Hugh not doing the quarterback sneak from under center. Yeah. On that fourth down. 2015 was a really talented team, and 2021 was a really talented team led by a red-hot quarterback. And, you know, you do the injury thing, and that's and Tyler's made this point, which is why the, the whole WLWL thing is impossible because you don't know how healthy the team you're talking about is going to be. You don't know how healthy the other teams are going to be. I mean, it's conceivable that LSU comes to Oxford completely decimated by injuries. It's also conceivable that by that point you're decimated by injuries and they're healthy and it's, you know what I mean? I mean, you, you, there's no way to know. So bottom line, relax. If Tulane is your problem, you're going to have a lot of problems over the course of the year. Yeah, Just go, go go enjoy your time in the Big Easy, and yeah, I was surprised. it's going to be all right. I was surprised to hear you say that. I, I just, yeah, it's, it's, to me, to me, that game. Maybe not even fretting, just like, hey, this is okay, right? Like, cool? Like, this isn't going to well, be a problem, I mean, right? I mean, here's the thing. Well, it, I think a lot of people are planning their trips or going, hey, if I go down here, they're not losing, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to get to enjoy this weekend, and I'll be really pissed off and want to cancel dinner my, my wife's mad at me because i took the trip and then i you know 5 30 on saturday go ah my one bit of advice for everybody is be careful with your alcohol intake on friday before going into the stadium at 2 30 on saturday afternoon because you you're gonna pass out yeah i mean i know everybody knows this i'm not it's preaching not, to choirs here like but it's not gonna happen it, <sighs> There will be some unconscious folks in that stadium on Saturday afternoon. If the weather's what I think yeah. it will probably if be. If you get yeah. muggy September. Whew. But I think Ole Miss beats Tulane. I don't think it's a particularly close game. I mean, Tulane did lose to a UCF team last year that wasn't great and to Southern Miss. Yeah. Lost a will. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's gettable. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I just, you know, the I think the season can be broken into those three things, and you have to have a conversation about the the three games against the, the best teams on your schedule. Two of them are on the road. You got to go to Georgia. To say that's a daunting task is an understatement. You've got to go to Tuscaloosa, which historically has been difficult for Ole Miss. Ole Miss is 2-9 and nine against Alabama in the last 11 seasons. And you, you play LSU at home. And it just depends on their varying opinions on LSU. I'm I'm super high on them. Others are not quite as high. We'll see. And so if those if you if you don't give Ole Miss a win in those three games, sure, then the, those other four games determine everything from five and seven to nine and three. And if you meet in the middle, well, you know where you get. That's where I think the safe money on Ole Miss this year, in my opinion, and this pisses people off for some reason, it's it's the seven and a half mark. And if you're Vegas, that's where you put the number, I think. So a couple things here um, from the stream before we go to break. One, no, we're not going to do the Vanderbilt thing. I mean, again, same thing. Ole Miss is going to win that, 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 that game. Because here's the thing. Nobody's asking me, is Ole Miss going to win the Vanderbilt game? Like, I'm using this as a reason. I didn't just wake up this morning and go, hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the two-lane game today and create this 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 narrative. I mean, it's just something that has shocked me as time has gone on the last uh, the last couple of weeks. And then there was also another one here that I wanted to find. And it's, it's Hardman. And I understand his point. He goes, we weren't worried about Wake Forest back in the day. Memphis until Rob got hurt or BYU that year. Well, number one, BYU was during the Houston nut catastrophe. That doesn't count. <laughs> Um, you know, and even then Nick Brazel catches the ball over his shoulder and they win the game. It's like seven to six or 14 to six or something like that. I don't remember what I thought before the BYU game. I, I assumed that I thought it was losable after watching that team in preseason camp. Um, that Wake team won the ACC out of nowhere and went to the orange bowl. Like, okay, but that just happened. I mean, okay. I, I don't know. Whatever. That was also two things. That was Ed Orgeron in 2007 when he practiced the team before the game when a scrimmage. And 2008 when Houston was still trying to teach them that they were not pieces of crap who could never win a football game. Because he had to mentally correct that team. Yes, for sure. Both those teams are true. And then That yeah, was a really good game that year in Winston-Salem. Though. It went back and forth. Riley Skinner and Sam Swank. And, it was a good game. Yeah. It was inter- very entertaining. It was a good game. 
Uh, you get to go back next year, two years from now, whenever that is. Oh yeah, next year. Yeah, and then yeah, sure. To twenty fifteen, Memphis was okay. I mean, I, I, it's <laughs> a huge, pretty special. Yeah, I mean, come on, I, I, I got no words there. But so I understand what you mean. But eh, this does not feel like that. No, I, again, I, I, you very clearly talked to many, many, many more Ole Miss people than I do. It's that's the. Understanding. I think they're playing in trips and they're just running through that little bit of anxiety, going, "Hey, this is just going to be a cool weekend, right?" I think it's just looking for that confirmation as they're booking hotels yeah. and things to go. Hey, this is this is fun. I mean, I guess in worst case scenario, you still you're in New Orleans on a Saturday night. There's worse places to be. Sure, if you need to forget something, then yeah, have at it. That's the we'll, place to be. We'll, we'll do it. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, prone controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and more. So call the office for details. Again, that's 662-238-3159. We're brought to you by Dead Soxy, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. We'll have uh, Dead Soxy sponsoring our post-game show again uh, this fall. Uh, go to deadsoxy.com, get the promo code REBELGROVE, and you get 25% off all non-licensed products. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Jackson, Mississippi, but they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about uh, maybe a holiday trip, Maybe you're planning a, a, a long weekend around uh, one of the football games. Whatever the case may be, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. <clears throat> give him a budget. He'll give you some options. And uh, know this. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email. Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast and we're brought to you by opa it's oxford's newest greek restaurant on the square it is a uh, perfect place for uh, a company dinner a festive party event fabulous food great craft libations as well they can accommodate up to 200 guests at opa for uh, catering or booking information contact genie at 601-421-7147 Chris Lowe uh, with a story on ESPN.com this morning about uh, schedules in the country for um, 2023. Ole Miss uh, listed as the second most difficult uh, Power 5 schedule this year. That is not a surprise. Florida coming in at number one. So if you already was low on the Gators anyway, then there might be even reason to be lower. Florida opens the season on the road against uh, Utah and then closes at home against Florida State, which is ranked number three. Uh, in between, the Gators have trips to Kentucky, South Carolina, and LSU. They face Tennessee at home, and they're in Jacksonville the week before uh, visiting LSU on November the 11th. If you're counting, that's six preseason top 25 opponents with four in the top 15. So, good luck, Gators, uh, yeah. on your rebuild there with uh, their, their schedules with Mertz at quarterback. Uh, good luck. 
And some of the games on their schedule that their fans go, W, I look at it and go, oh, no, man. I mean, You I, lost to Vanderbilt last year. I mean, I could. You lost to Vanderbilt. I mean, take me through their schedule again, and I'll, I'll tell you, you what. You lost to Mike Wright last year. I'll tell you what games are losable. Tell me the Florida Damn schedule, and I'll go, I'll go what's losable. All right, let me get it actually up. Let's see. At Utah. Of course. Very losable. <laughs> they will lose. They did win last year. McNeese. Win a, that's a win. Tennessee. A very losable. It's in Gainesville. Uh, Charlotte. That's They're a win. win. Lexington. Losable. Vanderbilt at home. Yes, losable. <laughs> they lost to him last year. I know. With Anthony Richardson at quarterback. I know. I watched the whole game. And Anthony Richardson's much more talented than Graham Mertz. Anthony Richardson went fourth in the draft. Graham Mertz will not. <laughs> there you go. Those are definitive statements. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina. That's very losable. Georgia. Thanks. It's, it's yeah. an L. Arkansas and Gainesville. Very losable. losable. Why, is that, why is that not losable? Baton Rouge. L. Columbia, Missouri. That's very, losable. Oh, I mean, I, I would bet on a loss. Florida State and Gainesville. L. Well, you, I mean, worst case scenario for Florida is literally like three and nine. Yeah. I mean, they could just go. I mean, this is a brutal slate. Yeah, they they, they could lose a lot of those games. I'm not saying they will lose all those games, but they, they, they could certainly. They could lose at Missouri. They could lose at Kentucky. They could. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they could lose at I mean, home against Arkansas. Why not? That's. I've watched a lot of Graham Mertz. That's the thing. I mean, Graham Mertz has never set the world on fire. No. You have seen some Graham Mertz. I've watched a lot of Wisconsin football, so shoot me. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like shooting myself when I'm watching those games. There's nothing dynamic about Graham Mertz. Anthony Richardson was pretty dynamic at times. Now, he did some boneheaded stuff, but... No one cares at all about this at all, but the other side of the spectrum, the easiest schedule in college football this year is Boston College. Um, They went 3-9 and last year. They uh, do face Florida State, but they miss North Carolina and Clemson, and they have just one preseason top 25 team on the schedule. Um, Also of note, Georgia faces just one top 25 team. Um, on their schedule, uh, away from home. Sorry, uh, that's t- Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, yeah. So the Bulldogs, for an SEC opponent, have a very manageable slate. There's a scenario, depending on how high you are on Tennessee, where that game in Knoxville like is just absolutely crazy. Are you rooting for that, or does that mean pulling for Tennessee? It means pulling for Tennessee a few times. So I'm probably not rooting for it, but. Yeah, if the alternative yeah, now, is now, Tennessee now, running <laughs> through things and winning, Georgia can just crush everybody and we move on with it. Now, if, if you promised me this, if you promised me Tennessee at like 10-0 and 0 when Georgia comes to town. But then gets popped. And then it's like 49-3. to 3, <laughs> so, I mean, Where do I sign? You'll take all the crap through 10 weeks just to get that week. Knowing that that yeah, belt, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. sign me up. Knowing the bulldozer is coming. Sign me up. No, I don't think because our crowd shots would be so good in the second half. Just the well, I would just enjoy watching you watching a certain person on oh. X. 
just I pull it up. Is popcorn. It, it's it's X now, right? It is X now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, toughest Power Five non-con pits. Let's see. Uh, toughest group of five non-cons. Southern Miss. Um, Golden Eagles play at Florida State on September 9th. Then return home to face Tulane on September 16th. Um, Ooh, Tulane's got an opener, don't they? Yeah. South they Al, Ole Miss, Miss, Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Yeah. And then next to last week of the season, Southern Miss visits Mississippi State on November 18th. I've got a star on that one. It did. It's a bit of a favor to the Rebels is what that is because – well, they I, might want to show up that day. Just, I know who the Southern Miss coach is. Yeah. I know they're going to be a physical team that plays really hard. They'll play out of their minds that day if there's anything left in the tank. And they might not be at yeah, that sure. point. You I never know. But That's not the game you want the week before that game. No, the game you want is what they did last year when they played yeah. like Chattanooga or somebody and it was over four minutes into the game. Yeah. That's a... It's just... just Watch it. Who does Ole Miss play the week before? ULM. ULM. See, they're flipping this year. That's kind of a dumb scheduling move on State's part. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, like last year you had a really well, – you figured it out. Play nobody five days before. It was a major disadvantage for Ole Miss. They were up in Fayetteville playing a late game while State played the 11 a.m. game against – I, th- I think it was Chattanooga, but it might have been like I don't know who East Tennessee or somebody. I don't know whoever it was. It was they got their starters out before halftime. If you're really high on USC and you're putting money on them to uh, win it, their close is what you got to be concerned about. It's they brutal. Have, they have uh, nine straight games without a break, and they face Notre Dame, Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA to close. Uh, you can listen to Antonio Morales talk about yeah. the Pac-12 on the Oxford Exxon podcast extra there on the site as uh, as well. Uh, Kentucky has the cushiest open to a season. Arkansas has the worst road schedule in the country. Um, LSU, Ole Miss, and Alabama among that, as well as Florida. Oof, um, that's rough. Are there, uh, there are four games there. Kentucky's close is not easy, though. The finish of their season is very difficult. Um, Wisconsin has a really easy road schedule. So if you want to bet some over in Luke Fickle's first year and believe in them at all, you can uh, think they can snag some road games if you would like. Also, Oregon State has a really easy road schedule. So if you like the Beavers and what uh, Jonathan Smith has done there in Corvallis, that would be one to put Martin next I'm year. not sure what their season over-under is at Oregon State, but I'm taking the over. They're They're legit. You can't have a bye mixed in with this. So Washington, the best, the hardest three-week stretch in college football this year, over a three-week stretch, they are at USC, Utah, at Oregon State in three straight weeks. Okay. I think that's giving the Pac-12 a little too much credit, but sure, I can find an SEC stretch that is more complicated than that. I, I promise. I, I probably can find five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no doubt there. Um, and then uh, – Somebody says the culture shock game of the year has to be Auburn traveling to Berkeley on September the 9th. Who <laughs> <laughs> finally gets to make the trip? That's good. Yeah, He didn't get to go That's last true. time. No, no, no. He spent the next day on the golf course with me drawing up plays on what Phil Longo did wrong on the back of the scorecard. He's very frustrated that day. <laughs> He's recruiting well. He is. Oh, gosh. See, Mom, sometimes I listen can't say something nice don't say anything at all so i found something nice 
They flipped a couple of five stars. Should Tennessee be uh, on upset watch in between games against um, Florida and South Carolina? They uh, have a game with UTSA? No. No? No, not not buying that one? I mean, I buy that as much as I buy Tulane beating Ole Miss. Okay. That's fine. Just curious. And then uh, week eight, one that has been circled, that if everything falls right, really good day of viewing here for, uh, for week eight, Tennessee-Alabama, mm-hmm. Ole Miss at Auburn, mm-hmm. Michigan-Michigan State, Penn State at Ohio State, Wisconsin at Illinois, Utah at USC, Clemson at Miami, Texas Tech at BYU, TCU at Kansas State, and Texas at Houston, all in week eight. Oh, same day the Cubs play an NLCS game probably. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sure. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, Yeah, exactly what's going on. (laughs) So, anyway. September 9th's a good slate. Week eight's a good slate. Got got several weeks Who else on September 9th? Uh, let's go to it. Let's see. We have time. Give me one second. Yeah, Berkeley's kind of weird grind. It's it's kind of out there. Is it? Yeah. It was, I mean, the environment at the game was, it was just kind of blah. It was fine. I don't remember a lot about that game. I caught an Uber across the, the, I guess that's the Bay Bridge into Berkeley. Got an Uber back, took a shower, went straight to the airport. Did you? Mm-hmm. That's what I remember about it. <clears throat> Texas at Alabama is that week. Oh, that's, um, that's an interesting game. Auburn at Cal, Arizona at Mississippi State, um, Vandy Wake Forest. So if Vandy has oh. if Vandy has a chance, that's Neil's got that one circled. Sam Hartman no longer in Winston Salem. Just, just. Just My there. doors might pull that off. Texas A&M is at Miami that week. Mm. You don't like that one. You, you think Miami sucks, so we're we're putting them into this thing for no reason. I mean, I'm I'm a big Mario Cristobal guy because I know so many people who are huge Mario Cristobal guys who I respect and trust, but the product that I saw on the field last year was pretty blah. Okay. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'd love for him to beat A&M, but yeah, I don't exactly see it. I'm really interested in Nebraska at Colorado on September 9th. Too. So when Texas A&M and Tennessee play this year, what's what's your thought process? I mean, you're cheering for the refs, I know, but the odds are someone will win the game. Which which outcome would make you less depressed? Because these are two teams you just don't like. It's the two teams I don't like the most in the country. Yeah. Um. One will win that day. Yeah, but I get to enjoy one will lose. One will lose. So I get to so go to which, a message board that night. Which um, which message board do you hope to frequent? This is a no-brainer for me. Pulling for Texas A&M. Yes. Yes. Pulling for Texas A&M. Because I like the Tex-Ags guys. Even, even when they're <laughs> kind of obnoxious, I like them. They're nice people. The Tennessee beat, on the other hand. Yeah, no, it, it's... Tennessee is the better message board to go to after a loss. I get the Rucker part. He's annoyed with me, but for the most part, I like Ross. Well, like it's it's, it's yeah. It's, here's the thing it's, with it's with A and M. At some point with A and M, the initial reaction is we should never lose to those guys. But within within hours, it's you know they played well. We didn't play well. It was a good game. Bubble. They they kind of get normal. Yeah, Tennessee Not doesn't Tennessee. get normal. Tennessee's never lost a game. They were going to blame refs and everybody they've just, else. They've just been robbed a lot. They do get robbed a lot. 
That's very true. So no, you're right. It's a and M. It's it's particularly not close. The more I think about it. So. Yeah, I know. I'm really struggled. I mean, if you're not in the stream, I had to kind of put my heads in my hands for a second. I had to think about it. But it's it's a and M. I think that's 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 where we are. So can't wait for that week. Podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. For your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, one trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with GNM. Again, so whether it's Tyson Drugs or GNM, 662-236-2222. Uh, we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They'll be sponsoring Neil's Picks again this fall. That will start in like four weeks. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, if you're seeking an entry-level position, or you're a seasoned professional, they've got opportunities across the board. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, basically you name it, they can help you. It's always free for the candidates to give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call. 662-832-5138. Or check out their new and improved website at uh, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the uh, beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. And are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. It's myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Or call him at 404-973-9901. And Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, so much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings uh, from beginner lessons to uh, buying your uh, first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions as well so under the um, i'm sorry yep yeah. anyway get in touch with them it's also a great place for events and uh, things of that nature get in touch with them on facebook or instagram at southern traditions farm grind right Ole miss tulane total 76 and a half that is huge that's 40 35 not covering the over yeah it's a big number but if you told me Ole miss scored 50 points that day i buy it let it go over. So you're thinking like 49, 31, 49, 27, 49, 24. Yeah, I something mean, like something that. like that. I just kind of seen those games, the two lanes of the world. We do this all the time, and then they just can't stop a bunch of SEC guys from scoring. And then they start chasing points, and they have turnovers. They throw a pick, yeah. and it gets weird, and... Yeah, because, I mean, in that heat, if Ole Miss can run the football like we expect Ole Miss to run the football, they're going to lean on them for four quarters, and at some point it's going to tire out. I mean, I would think, yeah. 
At some point, you get tired of tackling Judkins, and it just gets... And, and Pratt's good, and so they're going to get some points. Yeah, sure. He's good. Yeah. No, he's, he's legitimately a good player. I've heard people do the well, you know, he was supposedly so good when they came to Oxford that day. Well, two things. It's been three years. Two things. That was a really good Ole Miss team. And two, that was a Tulane team that had been in a Birmingham hotel for five weeks. And they had just found out they were going home after that game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You can't tell me that they weren't just a hair distracted. Not that it mattered. Ole Miss was going to destroy them no matter what. But you get my point. They, you didn't see Tulane's best game that day. And they weren't a particularly good team. MLB trade deadline going on. Two things here. One, where are we falling on the Angels buying? I've got a take that most people will be surprised with from me. Okay. I I, I think you owe it. Analytically, everything says sell. Yes. But emotionally with your fans and people matter, you have to go for it. You have two more months with Shohei Otani. They've played well enough to at least have an outside degree of hope. You're within striking distance of a playoff bid. Like if you're you, four out of the wild card. Yeah, that's striking distance. Yeah, sure. You can make up four games in two months. If you sell, the message you send to your fans is that you don't care about them. No, this makes more sense than simply keeping him and not making a push. Once you decided to keep him and that selling was not the move, I think you did have you you do have to buy. Yes. You can't just go nope, just standing pad and avoiding the, the the consequence at all ways. I don't think that's the move. So I sent two pitchers to Colorado um yesterday, picked up an outfielder. CJ CJ Crone. Yeah, Crone yeah, gives him some pop, especially if he's healthy. Four out in the wild card, five out in the division. Division that includes the Rangers, who just picked up Max Scherzer yesterday. And they are absolutely going all in. And you have to. You're right there in the same division with Houston. You've got a team that's overachieved, that's played really, really well. You, you've got to go for it. Mets appear to be selling, obviously. Um, Jerkson, Justin Verlander um, up on the block, it appears. Um, well, apparently with multiple suitors after Justin Verlander. Like, you wonder if. Can you pay him at this point? What's he? It's well, a two-month rental. but The Mets are going to have to eat some of the deal. So are the Mets going full rebuild after spending a billion dollars in cap? No, but if you're not going to win, you got to move. I mean, you can't you can't spend that much money. And, and at this point, if you, you maybe you eat the money on Verlander, and in return you get some prospect help. The top money is on the Dodgers grabbing Verlander, by the way. Really? Right after grabbing Lance Lynn. Um I watched Lance the other day against the Cubs. It's it's there've been I love Lance. He's had a hell of a career. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's struggling against left-handers. He's getting bombed. His numbers are up in all ways. It is a it is not to anchor their rotation. There's these people that don't really understand what's going on. It's like, no, Lance is at a different point of his career now. He gives you a lot of experience. He's a World Series winner. He can eat innings. So when you need that extra day for somebody to go out there and just throw 100 pitches and get you through a day and you're not doing a bullpen game, he can do that. I think if I, and he can have some, some a, situational juice. On a team like the Dodgers, the role that he could play is being in the bullpen every yeah. day where, hey, we get a, a day where, like yesterday where the Reds bombed them. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Just go 
go wear this. Yeah. Go throw 85 pitches and throw four innings for me. Yeah. Thanks. Go get me, get me through this one so I can save some arms. Yeah. And he's a great security blanket for that. He's got a rubber arm. He'll throw and throw and throw and throw and throw. And yeah. occasionally you'll get a good outing. His last outing against, I guess it was against the Cubs that I saw. He may have had one since then, but you could just tell that Father Time was starting to finally take a bite. He looked really good against the Braves. That's been about his only pretty generous start in the last month or so. Um, his fastball was just more hittable than yeah. it's been. In it. And again, I'm not criticizing. The guy's had a <laughs> long, <laughs> phenomenal career. Yeah. It just You could tell that he has People aged. who haven't been following it, though, saw the trade and went, oh, wait. and went, no, 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 hold on. Here's what's kind of going on. Josh Nelson, who, who the White Sox guy I had on the podcast, he went into a pretty good depth about this and kind of where Lynn was at this point with uh, – the season and his career. Um, Dodger Stadium is not a lot better than, than I guess, was it U.S. Cellular now, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, as far as pitcher-hitter analytics for the pitcher. So that's not like a park that's suddenly going to help him a ton um, either. But he is uh, he is headed over there to uh, to L.A. So Houston's in on Verlander. There's supposedly some other teams that are in on Verlander. Oh. I mean, you do get Kate Upton in the stands. That's, there's value there. I mean, she'll go to your playoff games. Uh, is there value in that? Yeah. I mean, sure. Some residual uh, value there, of course. Okay. I saw this stat the other day, and I wish I could find it, and I, I, I can't. Because um, I don't remember the exact exit velocity that it was, but it was one of those analytical sites for Major League Baseball. And whatever the, the cutoff was, it was like, 110 miles an hour exit velocity or whatever the number the Braves had like 150 of them so far this season. And the next closest team was like 62 or something. It was yeah, they're, miles more than the next team on hard contact. They're an elite team. They, they it, it's they're there. I watched a good bit of their series against Milwaukee this weekend just kind of doing work and up here riding recruiting and had games on and stuff. They're 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 a just a remarkably good team. They they really don't have any flaws. They don't have any weaknesses. You can pick apart their pitching sort of. I mean you can, you can do that with everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean there's offensively, no, Jesus. There's just no team in baseball that, that you look at and go, Oh, that's a perfect team. I, I don't even know that that's possible. Yeah, that doesn't in a hundred and sixty two game now. season. But no, their their lineup is just it, it just wears you down. They have one quality at bat after another, and they have so many guys who make hard contact consistently. Austin Riley's emergence and improvement and stuff has been really remarkable on what he what he does. Well, because he plays in that lineup, he gets to see a lot more pitches than he would sure. if he played in some others where he's so protected. Where you could pitch around him. Yeah. And you what do you do? I mean, Usually he's the lesser of of evils, and so you're like, okay, well, let's pitch to him, and he he can hurt you, obviously. Otani in the American League, I saw his odds of winning the MVP have gone to like plus ten thousand or something. It was a number where it made it unbettable. Yeah, and there's thirty five percent of the season left, thirty three percent of the season left. If you looked at his numbers, well, I know, I know, but just amazing that it is completely clinched. I mean, he leads the American League in like every stat, just everything. He's incredible. I had a doubleheader the other day where he pitches a shutout and then hits two home runs. 
I mean, that that's what you do in like when you're 13 and the best player in your league dominates. You don't even see high school guys do that very much. Think about it. You cover a lot of college baseball. How many college baseball players dominate two-way? No. No one hardly ever happens. He's doing it in the major leagues. Orioles now a game and ahead of the uh, game and a half ahead of the Rays, despite uh, the Rays' run differential being uh, eighty-eight runs higher than the Orioles. It's kind of fun there in the uh, AL East as Baltimore is uh, taking control of them, or not control, but they are now up in that that uh, that division. So Braves leading the major leagues at a plus one fifty-one run differential right now. Dodgers at plus eighty-eight are second in the uh, National League. That's the team we're sleeping on. LA. Yeah. A little bit. Because Well, it, we're just used to it. Well it's not it, a, it's, it's also a, because Atlanta's been so good and, and the, the West has been an interesting race with Arizona and San Francisco hanging around. People are sort of pulling for Cincinnati because it's fun. Oh, they're good. You think they win it? Brewers only half game out. Uh Brewers are half game out, Cubs are four out. Um everybody else is out. Pittsburgh and oh, yeah, Cubs are only yeah, four Cubs out. Are, Cubs are in it. Um I don't know. I, I don't Cincinnati's starting to pitch really well. They took two out of three from the Dodgers over the weekend and looked good doing it. We'll see. All right, what is what do their young players do in a pennant race? Cubs now three and a half out of the wild card, though, so they're kind of even in both those races. Yeah. yeah. Giants plus one in the wild card. Brewers and Marlins both in Phillies half game back. Yeah. Diamondbacks one game back. The Marlins are an interesting team. They're they're good. They're good. They. Do they have the assets to buy? They're just in the wrong division, and we kind of forget about them. Just make yeah. the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they've done. Wild card, two World Series titles. Yeah. 97-03. Sorry. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 right there. Uh, we'll do some NFL tomorrow. Um, Jonathan Taylor, his fight for running backs, fight with the Colts, his agent being kind of an idiot. It's been an interesting story the last 48, 72 hours. Um, Sean Payton going after Nathaniel Hackett, the former Broncos coach. Is it strategic? Is it stupid? I don't know. We'll talk about that as well. He's got Aaron Rodgers all riled up now. Yeah. They play in week five. I was not going to be interested in Broncos, Jets in week five, and yet here we are. Now I am. So Aaron Rodgers signing off on a lot of money for the Jets to go build around him. The Jets are an interesting team. Do you buy the Jets as a as a as a Super Bowl contender? Are the Jets better than the Dolphins and the Bills at this point? They're better than the Dolphins. I'm not ready to go there on the Bills yet. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, no. I'm, 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 I refuse. But no, Dolphins, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll buy that. I, I'm not a believer in Tua. I'm just not. I, I don't think we're at that point with uh, with things. Uh, yeah, the Braves pitching is – if they don't win in the postseason, it's because their starting pitching went a little weird. Sure. I mean, it's doable. They can lose a series to somebody. Postseason baseball is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Just flip a coin. Yeah, I mean, the, the, play it out. The, it's it's the one. It's unlike the NBA, right? Where there's there's very rarely an upset in the playoffs. In baseball, you get upsets. Teams can get hot for two days. That is 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 as Luke points out. Miami minus twenty one in run differential, despite being fifty seven and forty nine. You've had a real fortuitous. Yeah, and that usually you've had a fortuitous run there. What's the Cubs' run differential? The Cubs are uh, plus fifty-seven. What's Milwaukee and Cincinnati? The Brewers are minus fourteen. Yeah, and the Reds are plus three. Mm. Wow, 
I don't even want to think it. Cubs and Reds play four games starting tonight. This week. Are you in? Uh, you watching? I mean, I, I've been watching. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching. They sucked me back in. Uh, the, the the game Friday night in, in St. Louis probably. Gotcha. Uh, as the ball goes over the wall, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is over. Good. Move on. And then Tottenham catches it, and I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. Still and then, going. And then the next night I stayed up. They, they got rain, rain delayed. I stayed up and watched it, and they won pretty handedly. This is gonna this is gonna blow you away. I do not like the way Cardinal fans are treating Adam Wainwright. They should stop. He's been really, really good. He's been really good for you for a long time. No, sure. He's a first class dude. Much as I want to hate him, it's very hard to. And some of the stuff they say about that guy is chill. I mean, you wouldn't want. I mean, I'm maybe it's not a perfect comparison, but I mean, you wouldn't feel good if Cubs fans were just raking Kyle Hendricks over the coals. No, I would be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, there's some guys that, hey, look, Father Time's got him a little bit. If you want to get mad at somebody in St. Louis, get mad at the front office that, yeah, that sure. said, hey, this pitching staff is old, but we're going to build around it. Mm-hmm. If you want to get mad at somebody over the weekend, get mad at Miles Michaelis, who on Thursday night was a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. It was stupid. I mean, the last thing Ian Hatt was trying to do to Wilson Contreras was hurt him. They're good friends. They went through all the trade deadline stuff together right. last year. They're they're yeah. like really tight. He wasn't trying to hurt Wilson Contreras. And then you throw at him you throw at him high and in on the first pitch, miss him, and then come back and hit him? Of course you're getting thrown out. Yeah, you're getting tossed. If you had any announcer other than Chip Carey, you would have known it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Boog Shamby guy in the world, but if you go back and listen to the Cub broadcast when that happens, he and Jim Deshays discussed the likelihood that he's about to get thrown out of the game. It wasn't your normal play-by-play guy. Uh, no, I was I was talking about TV broadcast. Oh, TV. Okay, gotcha. yeah, I don't okay. I don't know what Hughes said. Okay, but I was I did compare the two TV broadcasts when that happened. Then. Okay, one was like Chip was Jim un- couldn't believe it. Jim Deshays couldn't believe that he threw at him the first time. Gotcha. Said that's weak sauce. That was his exact quote. And then he said, No, no. The first time he said intentional, no intent, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Sure. And then he hit him in the butt. And went, oh, okay. And he goes, oh, that's weak. Oh, interesting. Which is what I thought watching it live. I thought, why? Are you, you're upset that Ian Happ, that, that was, that was Miles Michaelis just completely not understanding the situation. It was weird. Yeah. So professional stuff tomorrow. So there's some things will uh, pop today because frankly, it always does. So we head into August. Thanks to uh, everybody for today. Be back with you uh, tomorrow. RebelGrove.com in the meantime. Wednesday for the first practice, and we'll talk to you then.